0: Teen news and I know it. Welcome to another edition of the Teen News Podcast. Today we are going to be discussing our favourites, the Kardashians. Amy is in the studio with me and Hello. we are going to take it from the very beginning. So take Back us away.
1: <laughs> take okay, us so- away, Amy. When we think about the Kardashians, we really have to go back to the very beginning. Yes. So the very beginning for the Kardashians for me is obviously mom and dad, Rob Kardashian and Kris... Well, at the time, she was Chris Houghton as her maiden name. So let's start with Robert, because he's a really interesting guy. So do you know much about him? I know he was a lawyer. He's a lawyer, mm. yep. But he wasn't criminal law. He actually practiced in the music licensing yes, area of law. Yes, he did, yes. I yeah, which that. I didn't know. I only, much like yourself, knew him as OJ's lawyer. Yes. That probably what most people know. I did know
0: that that wasn't his...
1: Main gig. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, really interesting guy. What I... Oh, another thing I didn't know is that he was actually born into a wealthy family. So he was wealthy already. His family, the Kardashian family, owned a meat-packing empire in Los Angeles. So he was, in his youth, or sort of in his teenage years, he was a really eligible bachelor. He was the guy to, you know, weird. He was the guy to catch. To pursue. To pursue. He was rich. He was good-looking. You know, he was charismatic. So that was him. So he... Starts off just as this rich, you know, kid in L.A. Actually dated Priscilla Presley. Yes, I did hear about that. Was his big love. Like, from all accounts, he was smitten with her. Absolutely loved her. Wanted, you know, her to be his wife. Elvis was still alive at the time. And the story goes that she never really fell out of love with Albus. She was always checking you? up on him. Yeah, that's such right. Such a babe. Yeah, that's right. And he was so, yeah, he's such a star. That's where it sort of started off with him. I think it was maybe his late teens, early 20s, when he was dating Priscilla. And then one day he goes to the races. <laughs> and he meets this young 17-year-old, Chris Houghton, at the races. And he decides, yeah, you know, I'd like to get to know her, even though she's 17, even though she's... In a relationship, has a boyfriend. That
0: was the norm back then, anyway. It was
1: the norm back then, and as we'll find out, was the norm for Chris Jenner. <laughs> 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 she she liked to keep things spicy. She mm. was an interesting lady. She wasn't happy just with one guy <laughs> at a time. It sounds like so. Chris Houghton at the time, she's seventeen. She meets Robert Kardashian at the races. They have a little fling. He's still deeply in love with Priscilla, so it doesn't really go much further. I think she, Chris was born in San Diego, grew up in San Diego. Her father was an alcoholic, left when she was seven years old. And what I've been reading is that she was actually raised by her maternal grandmother. So we know MJ. Yes. MJ, Chris's mum, appears on Keeping Up With The Kardashians a lot. She's great. She's such a cool Sweetie. old lady. But she, and this sort of comes full circle. She had a clothing shop, a children's clothing boutique when Chris was growing up. That was her job. She owned the shop. So, I think Chris has got one sister, I think, and the care of the two girls was left largely to their grandmother. So, she was brought up by them in San Diego, went to the horse racing track at 17, met Robert Kardashian, and things didn't work out. So, Chris Went on to be an air hostess. Most of us, uh, most of us who are fans of this family know this. She was an American Airlines air hostess. Really um, chic. She She's has the
0: she has the right um, personality for an air hostess. Hundred
1: percent. She's so sort of charismatic. She's a very attractive girl. And hostess then, with the most uh, Totally. Yeah. Totally. Just you're completely quintessential air hostess. And then all of a sudden, Robert gets back in touch. Things are not working out with Priscilla, and he wants. His friends say, from what I understand, that he had this ideal of this wife. He just wanted someone to have his children, someone to keep his house. And that was her for him. That's Mm. who he wanted. So he pursued her, despite being, I think, 11 years older than her. So quite a bit older. When you're 17, you're dating someone who's almost 30. That's a big gap. That is a big gap. That's a big gap. But she sort of went with it. And I think maybe just having an absent father... In her life, although I think MJ went on to remarry and she did have a stepfather.
0: It was the kind of guy she was looking for.
1: Yeah, maybe she just wanted some stability, Mm. wanted to just settle down. So they get married in 1978. And then Courtney was born a year later. So Chris is just, I think, 21 or 22 when she has Mm. Courtney. Really young, really young to start a family. But that was her life. So she has Courtney a year later, Kim a year later after that. So it's only a year between the two older girls. And then she starts to get bored. A She's a, living... Like
0: that housewife sort of laugh. Exactly. And nothing really
1: too exciting's happening. Yeah, despite being living in LA with a wealthy husband in Beverly Hills, great house, two young kids. Her story goes that she... It didn't really have any family around, she had no support. She was just at home keeping house, looking after the kids, and she starts to get a bit bored. So it's at this stage, she's got two young girls. She starts to sort of play around a little bit. She admits fully, she's got a memoir book, and she admits fully that she started to see other guys. She was dating around, you know, in the LA sort of scene. And this sort of comes out a bit later. So she, while she's doing this, she's got this great life. So Robert, I don't think, knows about it at this stage. But there, They've got these really fancy friends. You know, we all know they're friends with O.J. Simpson, Nicole Brown Simpson. Chris regarded as her best friend at the time. They spent a lot of time together. They have children the same age. Went on family holidays together. Family holidays, the works. Another family we know that they're friends with was the Hiltons. So this is really, really pivotal. Probably the most important part of the story is that Kim and Courtney... Grew up with the Hilton girls From preschool age This is their best friends They grow up together Their family's obviously wealthy They're living in Beverly Hills together And that's where it all sort of starts So we know that later in Kim's life Paris is a big influence for her But we'll get to that So (laughs) in these years They obviously go on to have Chloe And then to have Rob Jr So I think between Courtney the eldest and Rob There's what six years difference or something So over a period of about six, seven years She's got these four kids I think externally they were happy They looked happy Happy. They Yeah, like you say, they were going on these great vacations. They had all these wonderful friends. They were just living life. I think that they had everything at their beck and call. Like if they
0: wanted a tennis court, it was right there. Totally. If they wanted whatever, it was just right
1: there it for It was them. right there. They had everything. Although, Chris goes on to sort of say that none of it was her money. Mm. She had to ask for everything. You know, she spent lavishly, but... She had to justify it. And I don't know if you remember in an episode recently, was it in a Kardashians episode? There was something where someone asks Chris. Oh, it was on Ellen. Ellen says to her, how much money have you got on you right now? And Chris (laughs) says, $100. She says, I always carry $100 around in my purse. That's my minimum, I've just always got a hundred dollars. And Alan says, No, you're joking. You, you only have a hundred dollars, which to most of us, I mean, I'm not carrying around a hundred dollars. To most of us, that's a lot of money to be carrying around. Mm. Obviously, you're living in LA in Beverly Hills, it's not that much money. And so Alan's in disbelief that she's only carrying around a hundred dollars. And Chris says, I used to carry around a thousand dollars with me every day. But it started going missing. You know, the kids would come into her purse and take hundreds here and there. And all of a sudden it was missing. So she says, now I only carry around $100. So that, I think, is a good illustration of how sort of rich they really were. Carrying around $1,000 in your purse every day, just... To have a thousand dollars, it's always reported that as kids, the, the Kardashian children were always exquisitely dressed. They had everything any child because they sort of want. In their hair. Yeah, that's right. When ultimately Robert finds out that Chris is seeing all these other guys behind his back, the marriage takes a turn for the worst. I think this is Chloe's only about four or five years old at the time, so Rob's just two just a baby so they've still got really young kids going through this really messy divorce and Chris goes on to say that all of a sudden she was penniless there's a famous story where she talks about not being able to buy a tomato at the store because she had no money, Robert immediately obviously being hurt after the divorce, cut off all her funds yeah cut off her access to their credit cards everything, Um, and she, so she really struggled when they divorced having no money until it could get obviously sorted out in court mm. about what she was sort of entitled to, that's just a picture of how the family came to be so now we're at the point where Chris and Robert are living apart they've got the four kids who are shared custody between them if we skip along to when Kim's about 14 let me just preface this by saying a lot of the time we talk about the Kardashians as being talentless as being nobodies with nothing to sort of offer because when you think of the Kardashians you think of Kim's sex tape that's what that's most immediately of us what most, most of us think, of. think Here's this random girl who made a sex tape and all of a sudden she's famous. So let's bring it back because that's not exactly how it happened. Let's not forget they're living in Beverly Hills, very wealthy. They're friends with OJ Simpson, who at the time was a very, very famous football player. They're mixing with all the right people. All the right people. Kim, when she was 14 years old, dated TJ Jackson. Do you remember him?
0: Michael Jackson's nephew. nephew,
1: Yeah, Yeah, and so he was part of a a band or a group. I think, were they called T3? Something like that? saw of vaguely remember them. I think they had one song maybe. One had wonders. Yeah totally just on the back of the Jackson name I think. I think Tito Jackson is their dad Michael's brother. So they I think lived very close to the Kardashian family in Beverly Hills or in LA wherever they were living and Kim is dating him. So she dates TJ Jackson. So she's not a nobody. At 14 years old she's already dating a member of a very famous, famous family and she talks about at the time how she visited Neverland for her birthday you know she talks about meeting Janet Jackson She was very involved in these circles Even as a young kid Knowing the Hiltons You know she wasn't nobody to start with Even at 14 years old And then that brings us to 1994 So 1994 is a very pivotal time in this family Because of the court case Because of the court case So Nicole Brown Simpson Chris's best friend Is murdered Which is obviously a traumatic horrific event to happen to anybody But then compounded by the fact that her husband Who's also a best friend of the family is charged with her murder obviously makes things very difficult. When your mum and dad are already divorced at the time and then all of a sudden your mum's best friend is murdered, your dad's best friend is put on trial for that murder. It separates you as a family. because hundred percent. Whose side do you take? And there's, the kids have often talked about how they went to court with Robert. So Robert, despite his background in music licensing and trade publication, renews his law degree to help OJ's defense team. So here he is appearing alongside OJ in his defense for the murder of his ex-wife's best friend is obviously a bit shady. There's a few sort of conflicting feelings going on. The Kardashian girls show up to court during this trial which is highly highly publicized I still think to this day is the most publicized court case in American history and they show up with dad and and they go sit on dad's side. They sit on dad's side of the courtroom and they say that Chris was so mad with them thinking what are you even doing here let alone you know showing support for this man who's killed my best friend and it caused A real rift in the family, understandably. They saw him as Uncle OJ. Yeah, he's Kim's godfather. Obviously, at the time, it was a bit testy. Kim just recently talks about how when OJ was acquitted, they went to a party at Uncle OJ's house, and that was completely normal, which is sort of mind blowing. But anyway, so that's 1994. Big rift in the family, despite, by all accounts, Chris and Robert are on good terms, apart from this. Obviously, this caused a little bit of a, more of a rift between them. But prior to that, they were on good terms. Despite being divorced, they were friends. So I think the kids sort of, yeah, sided with Robert on that one. And maybe went to live with him or spent more time with him. I know Rob was living with his father more than he was with Chris. They would have also seen it as
0: Chris was the one in the wrong. Their father did nothing wrong. So... They might have sided with their father, you know, on that. The mother broke the family up.
1: True. And I think. And they felt
0: sorry for the father.
1: Yeah, totally. And that, I think, still plays a part in a lot of their sort of psyche is that, you know, their mum really broke their family apart. They were really loyal to their dad, still to this day, you know. By They're all so accounts,
0: from the videos we've seen on Keeping Up With The Kardashians, he was such a good father. Yeah. So loving, so Doating, present. Yeah, yeah. He, the whole works. He taught them good morals and values as well. And good
1: business Ethics. mind as well, mm-hmm. yeah. Like, he obviously had his own business with his music licensing and then with all of his law practice practice so that was obviously really valuable to them to what they sort of went on to do we come to the end of 1994 there's obviously this sort of tension between the two sides but nonetheless they work through it OJ is obviously acquitted that goes on life goes on they still sort of stay on good terms so at this time I think Kim's about 15 or so 15 16 Courtney obviously a year older the next we sort of hear of the family is in the year 2000 So jump forward to six years later. Kim is out of high school. I think she spent a little bit of time maybe at business school, dropped out of there. She's become a stylist. She's got a lot of famous friends and she sort of is really good with fashion, likes to sort out her friends' wardrobes. and That's definitely been her passion. Yeah totally and we still see it to this day. So in the year 2000 she meets this guy called Damon Thomas who's a music producer, a famous music producer and it's worthwhile to note that this family mixes with a lot of music moguls because of Robert Kardashian's work in that music licensing area. He knows a lot of producers and a lot of um, label sort of folk. So she's met this guy called Damon Thomas. She gets married. She's 19 years old. He's 29. And they get married, I think, in Vegas. I remember remembering It was day. in Vegas. It was one of those little shotgun Oh, yeah. Little get hitched in Vegas. Comes back. I remember her saying that her dad was so mad with her. She was so scared to tell him that she got married. Of course. Obviously, without his blessing. And things really went sour. By You can see reports of the divorce papers. And they say that this guy, Damon Thomas, was very controlling. Made Kim quit her job because of her old boyfriends were contacting her is very jealous, made her get liposuction, which I think probably kicked off a big thing for her, you know, body body images, body image issues. I think they get divorced pretty quickly. So they get married in the year 2000. I think within a year, she's trying to wind up their marriage knowing that it was a mistake. October 2002, she meets this guy called Ray J. (laughs) So Ray J, most of us might know, had one hit single. Called One Wish. It was a great song. I really liked it. It was yeah. I didn't really know, but you didn't hear yeah, about it. No. Yeah, it was it was a big hit here. Maybe not in South Africa. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> didn't make it. <laughs> anyway, his sister is Brandy, the famous. R&B singer, so she was very, very famous, and she was actually a client of Kim's. So Kim was styling her wardrobe at the time. Got in touch with Ray J. They started a, a romance, and it was a legitimate romance. They were boyfriend and girlfriend for a number of months. They went on vacation, I think maybe for her birthday or something. While they were getting intimate, they decided to record it, as a lot of couples do. A lot of couples do. So this is 2002. She records the sex tape, but it's just an ordinary sex tape. It doesn't go anywhere. It's between the two of them and that's that. And then a year later, 2003, Kim's very good friend, two very good friends actually, Paris Hilton and Nicole Ritchie start a reality show. The Simple Life. The Simple Life. Do you remember watching it? Very, yeah. Very clearly, it was a great yeah. show. It was one of the real first... Reality shows, one of the real first wealth porn shows where, you know, we're so interested to see what these rich girls, how they live and what they do. And, and this series was yeah, all about. Put in,
0: put in a different environment as well, how they handle it.
1: Exactly. And that's why it was so interesting to us, I think. So Kim and Courtney both appear on the show. The show was running from 2003 to 2006. And they appear on it two or three times just in the normal course of events because obviously Paris is a good friend of Kim's. Kim at the time was doing. Her stylist, her wardrobe services for Paris, 2006. So sort of while she's still appearing on The Simple Life, she's she's known. She's starting to get known. People starting to see her out with Paris, thinking, "Who's this Yeah, she's a girl? so socialite. She's a socialite. So at this stage, she's not nobody. She's still not nobody. She's still known as Paris's friend. She's appeared on The Simple Life. She's had this relationship with someone who is famous. She's running in these circles with famous people. Chris Kardashian, as she was at the time, after she divorced. Is Robert Kardashian. Just a few years later, she meets Bruce Jenner, who we now know, Caitlyn Jenner. Bruce Jenner at the time, an Olympic athlete, extremely famous. They have their own set of aerobic videos. Chris is on infomercials. This is this family. So they're still not nobody.
0: Yeah, I mean, he got a gold in the Olympics. He He won a
1: gold medal. He was doing endorsement sponsorships. He was a very very well-known guy and this is Kim's stepfather from a young age so she's still in these known circles and so Bruce before he met Chris has got a couple of children of his own one of them being Brody Jenner who again is well-known in these circles he's friends with a lot of other well-known teenagers at the time or guys in their early 20s and he starts his own TV show or has his own TV show called Princes of Malibu. Do you remember that? No I I started watching him from The Hills and Laguna Beach. Yeah which was not long after that so Princes of Malibu wasn't all that successful so this is actually 2005. He was on Princes of Malibu with Brandon his brother so another one of Bruce Jenner's sons and Spencer Pratt who we also know from The Hills. So 2005 that show starts. 2005 also is another interesting year. in, Kim's good friend has a sex tape that's released. Well that's leaked. We don't know if this is intentional. It was a big deal. It was really do you remember this? I do. Yeah. It was a it was a huge deal. It was I- a famous person in a sex tape and there was a lot of talk about did they mean to release it? Did someone else release it? You know, without their permission. It was one of the first in my memory controversial. Times, yeah, that sex it tapes. happened. Yeah, that's right. Nonetheless, it didn't hurt her stardom whatsoever. So this is a good thing to keep in mind. This is two thousand and five. Two thousand and five. Kim's stepbrothers on a TV show. Her best friends on a TV show. Her best friends had a sex tape leak. She's starting to get known. Two thousand and six. A year later, she's seen out on a date. This is Kim seen out on a date with Nick, Nick Lachey, who had only just divorced. Up with Jessica, Jessica Simpson. Simpson, yeah, that's right. So again, she's in the paparazzi's eye. People are starting to think about who is this girl who keeps showing up. She also later that year dates Nick Cannon, who we know went on to. Mary, well, Mary, right, right, Yeah, did he
0: marry her? They did marry.
1: Yeah, they had children. So he was on, I think, a Nickelodeon show at the time. I don't really know much about him myself. Anyway, she's seen out on a date with him, so she's really starting to make a name for herself. So that was two thousand and six, two thousand and seven. A company called Vivid Entertainment <laughs> are approached by someone saying, "Hey, we've got." hands on a sex tape of this girl kim kardashian you might have seen her around you know with all these other celebrities do you want it and vivid being a big entertainment company that they are say, of course we do but there's no way we can release this tape because it's illegal without the permission of the people in it kim kardashian and ray j by vivid's account they then approach kim approach ray j and say there's big money in this if you're, you know, if you if want to release interested. it. If you're interested. And their version of events is that Kim says, absolutely not. No way. No matter how much money, absolutely not. I will not give you the rights to release the sex tape featuring me. So that's their version of events. Eventually. The sex tape is released. Eventually they get her to come round. They still can't release it without her permission. It's not legal. Whatever happens, whatever conversations they have. I think Kim probably just realises it's out there. Maybe I should just do this legitimately. Give it just to one company to have the rights of so that they can control the release of it. Get some money. So people estimate that she was paid about $5 million for the sex tape. But she's never confirmed or denied that amount. So this is early 2007. So this is when she absolutely explodes onto the scene. Prior to that she's just been this girl on the fringes of these circles now all of a sudden <laughs> she's the girl with the sex tape. <laughs> it comes out just a few months later, that her family is in talks to do a show. The Simple Life's been cancelled, so th- she's not appearing on that anymore. And in the meantime, a few months after that, Ryan Seacrest is sort of—I think Chris says it was a friend of hers, maybe Kathleen Gifford or someone else known yes, it was a family friend. Yeah, I can't remember the name, but, but who was in the in the, the, the business. business
0: says uh, you guys would be ideal for a TV show. And also, there was there was a gap in the market because the Osbournes had come off the air. Yep. So there was Simpromise absolutely There was absolutely a market for, like, a family reality show where people could get to know this family and become part of the family.
1: Yeah, that's right. And obviously, at the same time, the success of The Hills and Laguna Beach and all those other reality shows, there was obviously a taste for it. You'd be stupid not to look for something exactly like the Kardashians. So Ryan Seacrest gets involved, pitches the idea to E, and they snap it up. So this is also 2007. They announced that they've bought Keeping Up With The Kardashians, It's later sort of said that those talks were already happening before the sex tape was released Which sort of makes you think (laughs) Kim's seen Paris with all the success from her sex tape All this fame Possibly They've got a show that's in the works, you know, being talked about, being released But maybe they need some star power Maybe they do need people to know who they are before it's successful We will never know we will. Unless someone says, unless they tell us, we have to just speculate on this. As far as they maintain the sex tape was out of their hands, it wasn't intentional that it was released. I mean, it was five years after it was actually made. So it wasn't as if they made the sex tape and then released it. She'd already made the sex tape five years earlier when there was no talk of a TV show and then. It's released August 2007. He announces that they've bought the rights. And I think it is just a matter of months later. And that's when we see the, <laughs> you probably remember, Tammy, the. The first season is a bit sketchy. Yeah, it's, the production and stuff,
0: they kind of like getting to know, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's a bit, bit fake. The storylines
1: hmm. are a bit sort of cardboard boxy. It's not really great in entertainment, but we loved it anyway. And we weren't the only ones. Definitely People around much. the globe were snapping were it up. We were hooked on this. And again, it falls into that wealth porn sort of category where we're, we just want to see every detail of this family. So when we, and I'll let you sort of talk about this, But when we see the Keeping Up with the Kardashians, the first season, this is Courtney, Kim, and Chloe have a clothing store called Dash, which they opened the year prior in Calabasas, where they live. Also, Courtney and Chris opened a store called Smooch, which was a children's clothing boutique store in 2003. So, that was, they already had these two stores open. And
0: I was such a fan. I went to all the Dash stores. <laughs> I went to Miami,
1: LA, and New York. And these these stores were already there before they had the TV show. So next time you start to think, you know, the Kardashians are nobody who, you know, they just have this TV show about these nobodies who people have got hooked. Just remember... That so they were somebodies. They were, some, they were absolutely somebodies. They had two clothing and stores. They were running in these very famous circles. They had the OJ trial they were somebody. They have something worth watching.
0: And Kim does admit that she did want to be famous. And there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. Yeah, that's I mean. right.
1: Who doesn't? Well, a lot of us don't. <laughs> but, you know, a lot of people do. And she worked it really well. She, she had the tools at her disposal to become famous. And she just used she them ran with correctly. Yeah. Who can blame someone for that? Anyway, so that is how we get to the start of the TV series, which we all know and love most of us <laughs> okay so next episode we're gonna be doing
0: a um deep dive into where the kardashians are at now thank you amy for that great detail my pleasure